This is the Epilog Audio Experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Talk the Talk. I am Varun and uh, with me I have Glenn. And if you're tuning into our podcast for the very first time, Varun and myself, we are presenters at Pardrift. Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, motorsports. Not yes. globally, but motorsports in India. Oh. How has motorsports evolved over time, over the past decade? Uh, me and Glenn have been uh, related closely to motorsports in terms of uh, not participating as such. Yeah. But we have, uh, Glenn has some experience in participation, I think. But uh, I've, I've, we have watched motorsports grow uh, over the past over the past couple of years. And yeah. we're going to talk about that as well. I'm so, excited for this one, bro. <laughs> superb. So, uh, motorsports, uh, Glenn, uh, what was your first stint with Indian motorsports? Man, uh, motorsports in general, firstly, yeah. is uh, my earliest memories of my childhood. As I remember, we had like this old, you know, those old CRT TVs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tune into cathode ray tube in Doordarshan. Yeah, yeah. And they used to play like, you know, sometimes you'd get like highlights of like Formula One yeah. or uh, touring car racing. Yeah. And I was so fascinated by it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Every time I'd look at a at a racer getting out of his suit and like pulling off his helmet, I think like, shit, this guy's a rock star or yeah. <laughs> astronaut, you know, like yeah. somebody doing something really cool. So for me, uh, motorsports has always been a huge fascination. And uh, of course, you know, growing up in a in a middle class home with just a very average income and stuff like that, we, I never really had exposure to motorsports. But I remember the very first motorsport race i still it, it's like ingrained in my memory like forever man the very first motorsports race i ever witnessed was um it was a tvs mo- uh, bike race tvs bike race tvs bike wow. race i remember i think i was around 12 or 13 at the time when my brother bought an apache apache he bought the first apache that first, was 150 the 160, 160 the first line of apache 160s and we were invited to watch uh, the apache race and they made like a whole event out of it there was like wow where was this this was in bangalore okay and it was there used to be this uh karting place in whitefield mm-hmm. and uh, they had like a band that was playing and stuff like that they had um they had these bikes uh these apache bikes that were racing and i was like man i was hooked Floored, yeah i was hooked that was the very first live race that i watched right um from there of course a lot of things have progressed in my life um so this was when you were I was about maybe like 13 or 14. That's a long time. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, but it was so deeply ingrained in my memory. And very later on in life, uh, where I quit my corporate job and said, you know, I want to follow this passion in life. Um, I'm very, I consider myself very privileged to witness all kinds of racing. Uh, Formula E, rallying, uh, touring cars, um, it's it's phenomenal and and for us at Power Drift, that's a cornerstone of our company. All Absolutely, of us, all of us love motorsports. We yes, we thrive on motorsports. Hundred percent. So for me, I think when uh, how I got hooked onto motorsports was obviously for a motorcycle. If you go out there and ask a motorcyclist, uh, your first tint with motorsports is MotoGP, and primarily it was Valentino Rossi. That guy has been there everywhere. There's not a single uh, guy who rides motorcycle uh, who doesn't know Valentino Rossi. He's been such a prominent figure in terms of uh, uh, letting people know what MotoGP is all about, what racing is all about. So I think that was that was it. I still remember classic battles between him and a lot of other riders. But uh, my favorite rider, and I, and I know a lot of people won't believe me for it, but it was Simoncelli. Marco Simoncelli. And, and one reason why he was my favorite is because that guy reminded uh, so so what Marquez and my, my current favorite rider is Mark Marquez and and they kind of remind me I mean they uh, they've got similar riding style in terms of aggression mm. they will not like to finish second or third they will always try to go they'll always push for that win and Marco Simoncelli was one one of those guys he always used to push his motorcycle he always used to it, it was a little scary it was a little aggressive yeah. but that was he was the guy that got and me hooked on to bloody motorcycle. And for those of you guys who don't know who Marco Simoncelli is, he was a very prominent personality in Mono Number 58. Yes. Yeah, and uh, he had a great character. He had amazing hair. You should check out. Yeah, <laughs> great afro. Um, but I would also say that, you know, um, and for those of you who don't know, he unfortunately passed away yes. uh, in an accident during a live race. During a live race. And if there's a video of it, uh, I would encourage you to watch the video purely from the angle of, even in that video, 
till his very last breath because yeah. he was pushing to the limit pushing to the limit man he was he the bike had caved yeah, but yeah. he was still hanging, hanging on off, trying yeah, to yeah. recover till that very last minute and that that that's what i'm getting a little teary idea yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's, that goes to show who marco semenchen was till the till the very i, I loved his riding limit, yeah and and it it's kind of trickled down to uh, that riding style is kind of trickled down to uh, today's MotoGP racers as well, in, especially Mark Marquez. I yeah. see a lot of Marco Simoncelli, Marco Simoncelli in him, because that guy pushes his motorcycle to the absolute yeah. limit, to the brink of falling down. In fact, there are videos of Mark Marquez where he's actually the bike's given up on him, so and he's many, and, yeah, and he so still many. managed to pick it yeah, up. There's a very and famous that's insane, video. Man, he, he pops his shoulder and put, props the bike up, puts the bike yeah. back up. Oh, that's who. Yeah, man, uh, that's who Marco Simoncelli. Uh, that's who Mark Marquez generally is. Generally, for uh, those of, of you guys who are listening to us for the first time, don't know much about motorsports. Motorsports is essentially just racing anything with an engine in it, motor Absolutely. and sport. Uh, but historically, um, motorsports has always been a rich man sport. Yes, and uh, it even continues to t- till today. Uh, and at Padres, we get a lot of queries, thousands a week. How of, how, how to get into motorsports? So we're going to talk about that as well. But one thing you guys, uh, whoever's listening, the first thing that you guys need to understand is motorsports has always been a rich man's sport. Back, yeah. if you look at even like maybe like the, if you go far back as the Roman Empire, they race like chariots and horses. And that was always reserved for the upper echelons of society. Yeah. Um, times have progressed. There are more accessible forms of motorsport. But, you know, statistics show that, you know, to become a Formula One driver, uh, the initial capital investment required is something to the tune of anywhere between 50 to 100 million dollars. Million dollars. That's that's more than what, you know, 99% of the population would make in a lifetime. And that is your capital investment. And, you know, motorsports generally... Uh, even for Formula One, for example, yeah. uh, with the exception, and even in MotoGP, yeah, uh, yeah. the way the business works is with the exception of a few factory riders. If you ride for Honda or Yamaha, if you're riding Ferrari, a sa- satellite bike, you bring in the money. Yes, you have to pay to ride. So yes. you you see guys like you know, Cal Crutchlow. He has yes. to raise money. Yeah. Uh, similarly, even Cal Crutchlow still uh, gets sponsored. Uh, yeah, he gets. I mean, every rider gets sponsorship, sponsorship but uh, riders like maybe. Loris Baz, who's not there with MotoGP right now, but Carol Abraham, stuff yeah. like they have to pitch in some money. They, they have, have to, to book their seat, or else it's it's bye bye. It's bye yeah. bye for them. So motorsports, uh, the biggest limiting factor, firstly, uh, is is the finances. Of course, in India, you have more accessible forms of motorsport, yeah, and that's really commendable. Which we'll talk in a bit about yes. what kind of uh, what kind of um, championships you can take part in if you don't have a big budget. Yeah. Uh, but that's one thing that people need to understand. Um, motorsports is uh, why they say it's not exactly a viable career choice is because you do have to come from a place where you have some uh, a decent amount of capital reserves let's call yes. it that yeah um otherwise it's going to be very hard not that it's impossible it's possible but it, it you know there's a lot that goes into it i still remember my first stint with uh, motorsports it was not not actually track racing but i i remember when i had the charisma and i was uh, heading down to uh, i was heading for a ride to lonavla and uh, my friend who was with me on another charisma, he, he, he before we started the ride, he said, uh, you know, there's an event happening. There's a drag racing event happening in Navi Mumbai. And uh, I was like, if it's on the way, then you go check it out. And then we did go and check it out. And uh, so basically the drag, the drag racing event was taking place on road. They had blocked off a certain part of the road. There's no drag racing strip or something like that, but they did block off a certain part of the road. And, uh, yeah, they, they 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 were racing on that. But today, when you look at that particular form of racing, drag racing, they take place they, they take place at such beautiful locations. Yeah. Ambi Valley Airstrip, yeah, they've got one uh, airstrip Chennai. in Bangalore as well. Yeah. Uh, even the Chennai MMRT yeah, track has been extended. Uh, the front, uh, the yeah. home street has been extended. So yeah, man, motorsports has evolved. Uh, and and how and how in terms yeah. of drag racing, circuit racing, rally racing. Beat any any form of racing. So one of the questions that we get asked quite often, Varun, uh, is in India, why isn't motorsports thriving? Hmm. So, what is your response to that? Uh, there are a lot of reasons, man. See, India motorsports is governed by a body called the FMSCI. Uh, they're a bunch of cool, cool people who are taking care of the entire schedule. Uh, if you go on their website, you will see a calendar of sorts which will tell you what FMSCI is FMSCI approved events. FMSCI yeah. approved events where where the events are happening, and and obviously with the dates and stuff like that. Uh, so you'll not just see circuit racing and rally racing, but you also have supercross. 
you also have drag racing which has become a part of it and i'm sorry even four wheel racing you've got these uh, championships uh, which are car championships uh, formula lgb you know okay so uh, just to sidetrack a little bit there's yeah. a there's a racing class called formula lgb hmm. which is the most affordable class of formula racing in the world okay it's it's car so racing it's it's car racing essentially the formula lgb is, is sort of like a formula car with a engine from a swift Mm-hmm. uh but it's it's souped up it's souped up it's it's got like a dog leg gearbox it's got like you know it's it's crazy fun to drive you know this this car is just like it it gives you an idea of what it's like to drive for me wow. but the most affordable means of it it so doesn't ha- cost a lot what when we talk about affordability what money are we uh man uh i think it's it's about maybe 4 lakhs a season 4 lakhs a season which is not bad at all Okay. Uh you know and I think that gives you something like 12 races. I know for a fact that gives I, you 12 races. Don't quote me on LGB but for example there is uh the Formula 1600s hmm. uh which costs 6 lakhs for a, for a season hmm. and it gets you 12 races. Okay. You know, that, and LGB that, gets you around that much as well. Okay. So uh, you know uh, there are different categories of racing as well guys. So uh, usually when people think racing they only think Formula 1 and MotoGP that's not the case. That's there are absolutely globally, not the case. There are globally hundreds of different kinds of motorsport. You can race 100%. anything with a motor on it. Yeah. Uh, there's lawn mower motorsport yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah 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 I'm sure. Um but the most generally accepted way of getting into motorsport at least in the four wheel arena is through go-karting. Okay. That's the that's the fundamental and usually um, a good age to start is but around but is this india specific globally, globally. so okay. ideally you know if 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 you're listening now and you know if you if you're probably 20 years old and you want to get into motorsport uh, and make it a, a a full-time career option the truth is it's unlikely going to happen it's very likely not going to happen um you know globally as well if you look at guys like mark marquez or some of your favorite riders that you were talking about or even some of our favorite drivers like hamilton and who and so on mm-hmm. this is their entire life they start from an age of maybe 3 or 4 or 4 yeah yeah and this is all they do for 20 odd years yeah. to get to the peak of their career and then they have 10 15 years to really make it count and then you know they figure out what to do next in life um in india unfortunately because I, and and for me it's more of a cultural thing where you know if you tell your Uh, your parents that you want to buy your and, own racer and not for all parents obviously yeah. because there are a lot of kids and we'll get to that as well there are a lot of indian motorsports athletes who are doing extremely well they're doing really really well for themselves uh, so obviously there's a lot of support that comes from the family as well but generally the the accepted norm is that motorsports is not a viable career option correct uh, because kya chalenge like driver ka kaam karenge aap exactly exactly that's the general so for, for parents also it's like uh, if you're investing something they want a certain return it's and and the returns um at I that age tuition karo for racing yeah, <laughs> at that age i think the returns or at, at any point of time the, the returns are very less It's as very compared expensive. to the investment yeah. Yeah. uh you know like um, a couple a friend of mine runs a, a pretty prominent go karting team and you know if you uh, a weekend of karting for example which is the basic level of motorsport would cost you uh, around the, the cheapest would cost you around 50000 bucks that's insane. that's, so that's, that's huge that's money. money that's more than what people make in a month, month yeah, most man. people make in a month So it's, it's expensive. Money. I think we've established that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but moving on to yeah. Indian motorsport. But do we have any manufacturers? So I'll get onto the uh, two wheeler part of it. But do we have any manufacturers in the four wheeler segment that actually uh, are giving up, uh, giving a platform to maybe yeah. uh, young yes, riders yeah. or drivers who so want to get into in motorsport? In India, the most prominent uh, form of four wheel motorsport racing, which there is an established platform, is the VW Polo Cup. Okay. It started as the Polo Cup, then it became uh, the Vento Cup, and now it's the Ameo Cup. Oh wow uh, basically because it's it, it so so motorsport okay so we'll just backtrack a little bit why is motorsports important to the industry first hmm. uh you know the the general the reason why motorsports is important it's it's very critical to the automotive automotive industry is because it helps in product development right it is very important you know a lot of the products of, that we see on the road are actually trickled down from the yeah, 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 yeah a lot of innovations you know a turbocharging supercharging Absolutely. from from, from rally that's a good point uh, uh using things like you know aerodynamics is is very you might think that oh you know aerodynamics only limited to very high end supercars but a car like the Hyundai Grand i10 uses something mm-hmm. called the air curtain feature which is an aerodynamic derived wow that's feature. insane 
which means that your NVH levels inside your car that you're driving are really yeah, yeah. But yeah. that is a motorsport. Uh, if you really draw the chain up there, you yeah. can say that it is a motorsport derived technology. Okay. So uh, things like refining gearboxes, engines, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, uh, Varun and I in partner we both cover motorsports, um, and uh, we cover speci- specifically for TVS racing. Yes, and we have been affiliated with TVS for, for a very time. long time now. And uh, each of their components, yeah. uh, right from the engine, the the pistons, the gearboxes, everything yeah. is first proofed in racing. Yeah. Racing in fact, I'll, I'll just stop you there for a bit and I'm sure. going to tell you this. Uh, the RTR 160 that we recently reviewed, the video is still in, in, in the process of editing, but that has been trickled on from the GP 165, which is their championship winning bike, the one that Chuck has been winning on. So the chassis, yeah. the suspension right. development. That's all been trickled down from that very motorcycle. It's a great thing to see manufacturers like TVS are actually uh, getting motorcycles on the road that are inspired from motorsports. Yeah. And and for India, TVS has had the long has had the longest lineage in motorsports. Thirty five years. 30. And 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 to be fair, I think this is a fair statement uh, to say, considering that we're also he- heavily involved in the motorsports scene. Yeah. Is that to a large degree, TVS really established the two-wheel motorsport scene. I will agree to that uh, fact. No denying it. A lot no of prominent Indian riders, you know, guys like CS Santosh who are currently racing for Hero Motorsports. Uh, they were a part of the TVS contingent. They, they all yeah. started off in TVS. And yes. a lot of good riders really start, uh, you know, Rajni Krishna as well, yeah. who's, a, who's a very prominent... Um, uh, Rajni Krishna, by the way, recently, yeah. uh, he was in Malaysia for, yeah. for a round. He actually won the first race, came fifth in the second race, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So he's but doing as level, an athlete. Yeah, as an athlete, insane. he's doing really well, especially with a bike that I think, if I read this correctly, he got a bike one week before insane. the race, insane. and they completely tuned yeah. it up for that particular race, and he made you it happen. Talking about the, the challenges these these guys face. Man, I've seen some GoPro footage of Rajini Krishnan going around MMRT, and it is insane. It is yeah. insane, absolutely. So, in short, it's, it's really fascinating. For for cars, uh, the most prominent uh, platform right now is the Ameo Cup. Ameo Cup, yeah. Uh, you get a souped-up Ameo. I think it costs something like 18 lakhs for a, a whole season of a year, which mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a lot of money, but it's not so much as well. If you look at what you get, mm-hmm. I think you get something like six races. You get... Uh, uh, you get like a race prepped uh, single clutch sequential gearbox. Uh, so it's really aggressive. You get a 1.8 uh, engine that's a 1.8 petrol engine that's in the Polo GT. Uh, I. Uh, sorry, in the Polo GTI, correct? Yeah. Uh, and it produces something like 220 horsepower. You get like a, you get like a, you get like a, the car comes with a, comes with a roll cage if I'm not wrong. Of course, a roll cage is a norm, but you need something like an LSD. It comes with an LSD. It, it's got complete weight reduction. And wow. actually, Rohan, there's a video of it on our channel. You can check it out. Uh, Rohan actually got a chance to drive, drive it. it yeah, I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, it'll give you a sense of what it's like. But the cool thing is, if you win the, the cup, yeah. you also get a shot to drive in Europe. And uh, a lot of drivers have made that jump. Oh, know? wow. So, usually the career path, if you're thinking about maybe putting your kid into racing or you want to get into racing, the established career path is that you do a couple of seasons in India just to get a base and then you have to move to Europe. Or now what's happening is also a lot of Indian drivers are moving to the US. There's a kid called uh, Ricky uh, Donaldson who's doing something okay. around the indie car circuit and he's doing really well. Oh, uh, wow. So, the Indian guy. Indian guy. And... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Ricky and you know the the established norm is the general way of doing things you go to Europe and then you compete there you do karting then you jump into formula cars and then you work your way up a great example of that is uh, Karan Chandok mm-hmm. um, you know he is currently he is you could argue that he is the most successful uh, driver India has produced because mm. he's also done Formula One yeah. and Formula E. He's yep. also done, um, you know, the Formula Three. He's done the whole shebang. Mm. And what's cool about him is he's also currently presenting um, uh, at the Formula One circuit, following yeah. the Formula One circuit yeah. on Star Sports yeah. as well. Yeah. And Correct. great guy to follow. I encourage you to follow him yeah. and check out what he's up to. What uh, about Narayan Karthikeyan? Karthikeyan is also super successful. He's also done Formula 1. He's actually finished on the podium, which is a big thing in yeah. Formula 1. Uh, controversial how he got the podium, but the point is he got the podium. That was Indianapolis? Uh, no, this was, I think, it, this was in Brazil. So, Brazil. The, uh, I'd rather not talk about it yeah. uh, to avoid some controversy. But the, the point is, uh, there's no denying the fact that he's exceptionally talented. Yep. Uh, we've had a chance of working with Narain as well on, uh, on a on project. A Jack, Jack um, yeah, uh, with, with another manufacturer. Uh, exceptionally talented and uh, that, that's there. But coming back to motorsports in India. So the thing is, you know, a lot of people crib and say that, you know, motorsports in India sucks. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of this, a lot of that. But the truth is, it's, it is 
even from where it was 5 years ago it's grown leaps and bounds leaps and bounds leaps and we've seen bounds. it grow we've seen it grow it's yeah. amazing like for example let's talk a little bit about let's let's say, talk about something that we cover a lot which is tvs yeah so one make championship one talk- make championship is insane so uh, it's not just tvs but it's also with suzuki and honda yamaha was there uh, i think in 2000 till 2012 they opted out they got back last year for one season i'm not sure about this season but uh, so the one make championship basically functions uh, in two ways you've got the novice category you've got the expert category in the novice category uh, if you're of a certain age if you're below i think 21 years of age and if you're keen into racing you pay a certain amount and that amount is it's really 2500 rupees that's a very small amount if you're really passionate about like motorsport save up man save up yeah. 2500 that's like a great date basically yeah man and and the great thing is you just need to carry your helmet so basically what you're saying is don't take your girlfriend out for dinner go race for one weekend yeah man you can <laughs> you, you can survive yeah so just carry your helmet tvs will will provide you with the suit with the gloves and with the boots and yeah, i think and, it's and instruction and instructions as and well instructions. yeah so if you just want to go uh, have fun at the race track the novice categories is a great way and to participate in a specific mention here what i really like to talk about is the one make championship that they're doing for the ladies as well so yep. they, they've also started a ladies category yep. and some of the stories like um so a couple of you know some some about a year and a half ago uh, we covered a motorsports event in shillong mm-hmm. and i love the northeast oh yeah uh, the people that i, I think are that. amazing and it was uh, there's a video of it just search for uh, shillong endurance motorsport yeah. challenge power drift you'll find the video that's an insane video it was man the heart of the people was yeah. is phenomenal it was yeah. amazing experience but there was this one particular story that really stood out to me of this lady Uh, who told her parents that she's going for group study, mm-hmm. lied to them, mm-hmm. rode 300 kilometers to come race her Enfield. To her race her Enfield? Her Enfield. Wow. Her, her, her name was Bully. Uh, her name is Bully. Hey, and is, is she the same girl that's... Pa- yeah, oh, yeah okay, so... Okay, okay, uh, sh- no, that. spoiler alert. Bro, <laughs> you're, you're like... You're like uh, what's that kid who plays Spider-Man, Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, basically, with Bully, and I remember... this very clearly uh, i was so fascinated by the story she was racing and enfield was an open class during that uh, that yeah. race and you know these guys did something amazing they built a track using the natural contours of a hill range okay so it was like a very bumpy track but it was a little more like a rally cross but you know they didn't care they were like i want to race i want to race yeah so she rode 300 kilometers came and raced she was leading hmm. till the very till the very last lap till the very last turn she was in the lead and she but crashed her front washed out oh a front washed out she crashed and then you know Damn whatever it. uh but the heart the heart that she had was amazing and i, I went up to her and i'm like man this is really cool and then she told me a story i was like man i really wish you know something really works for you yeah one year later yeah she's competing at the tvs one make championship part, ladies and gentlemen she's competing at the at the tvs one make championship she's getting the the best possible instruction she can uh, really focusing on on honing her craft and you know these are the countless stories that you don't hear about in mainstream news um especially in the world of motorsports yeah. and of course that's another topic of of discussion of why you know certain sports in our country get more visibility than others but the truth is you know when you hear stories like this small stories like this of of people who just have a dream yeah. and they get to live it out even for a season or two it yeah. makes a world of difference it makes a world she's going to carry that experience back saying okay maybe I might not become a professional but my kid could because yeah. I did that. Yeah. yeah. And you know a couple of years down the line you might find like another little mini her who's now kicking ass. So for me I firmly believe that the future of Indian motorsports is going to be amazing because a lot of Do you think work- social media and uh, a shitload of PR will make sense? It's already making sense if you look at you know today Do you think it needs to be doubled up or got social influencers today if yeah. you look at them you know there are a few like for example you take like priyanka kochar or or so on so forth you know they have a great following yeah. alish abdullah as well i think she has like over 200000 followers on on instagram or like 180000 followers on on facebook all these are women racers who are using it as a platform not just to promote racing but also do other things as well um so social media has played a very critical part of opening up because you know in india as well you know uh up until i would even say maybe 8 years ago mm-hmm. it was a very closed off club to get right. into motorsport right. there was right. no information on how you could do it 100% uh, i remember when i wanted to take part when i was maybe like 12 or 13 i had no idea like mm-hmm. there was no internet mm-hmm. there was no like how, how do i get into it you know unless you were in the circle you didn't yeah. know how how you could do it but of course now that social media has come about i'm so fmsci right by the way has got a great website up and running yeah 
Uh, they've got all the possible Absolutely. information that you need in terms yeah. of how to get into motorsport. They've got an online license application. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's a great thing. If you want to pursue a form of racing, yeah. <clears throat> be it rally or road racing or yeah. supercross, you just need to go online. And, and and apply so for it also is doing a good job yeah yeah also the, there is this thing called a spot spot license that is what i got to okay. know like really like very very recently okay uh if you're if the rally is happening in your city or a little away from your city and if you want to participate in that particular rally hmm. uh you just go where, where the rally headquarters are and you can actually do a spot licensing wow. but that is only applicable for that particular race race yeah. and you have to pay a good amount of money but you know probably more than what you pay for the entire season if you apply online wow okay but okay. It, but okay. it's not a lot of money you're yeah. talking maybe like 3000 4000 yeah, rupees yeah, yeah if you want to just do it for the heck of it for the heck of, and, and the cool not? thing about rally is guys you know keep an eye out for these things if, if you just want to get a feel out of what motorsports is like uh, because you know it happens in pretty much a lot of cities around the country bangalore yeah. hyderabad uh, <laughs> pune Midras, so, Indore. as we speak, the Pune rally is happening right now. Oh, dude, you want to go? Take yeah, yeah, man, why not? <laughs> I why think not? we have we'll a couple of bikes. <laughs> <to use it. laughs> no, Absolutely. But the thing here, the point to mention here is that um, uh, this is, a, and this is again, kudos to FMSEI. The, the rules are such that you can pretty much run anything you have. Anything you have. Anything you have. You, Anything. You, there's a scooter category. There's up to 100cc. There's up to 150cc. There's above There's that. a Royal Enfield Himalayan category. Exactly. So, insane. the cool thing is, if if you think that you need to have like a KTM RC390 with a full kit, no. 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 If you ride Absolutely. if you ride even a scooty pep, you can go race with you it. You can go race with it. And I encourage you guys to do that. So, yeah. you can definitely check out, you know, the FMS. Maybe going to an event will probably pep you up even more. Course. Yeah. It really happens on the outskirts of a city because you don't have the space to build a rally track around in, in the city. So it really happens on the outskirts. But if fun, you get a chance, do check up on their website, the FMSCI website. Yeah, Varun and I have planning, have been planning to do one for the longest time. So Yeah, man, to be honest, I mean, we were just discussing, uh, I was just telling Glenn about this before Enough this episode. Watching, start. Yeah, man, I want to really um, participate in one rally race this year. And so I'm going to do it. We'll, we'll probably end the, this portion of the segment with saying that, you know what, Indian motorsports is of course there's a way to go yeah. there are a lot of reasons for that uh, one of the things that the motorsports fraternity doesn't really get government support as well um i think for me the biggest tra- tra- tragedy was the both international circuit yeah. was built by the jp yeah, a great a, a, a phenomenal initiative and they got formula one down and then there was this whole political bullshit that just happened where yeah. they defined it as entertainment and not sport, sport and yeah firstly how can you even say such a thing okay fair enough but you know there was a lot of shit that happened and and as a result you know bernie at the time bernie eccleston who was running mm-hmm. uh formula one he, he said we're not coming back and it and was, it's really it sad to know shit. that uh yeah. it's not happening anymore in india yeah and and you know the bic is a phenomenal circuit and if you live in that part of the country somewhere around delhi they have open track days yeah. to encourage you and you can take pretty much anything you own in fact anything. i know a couple of people uh who are from Delhi. I don't know them personally, but thanks to social media, I, I know these guys, I know these names. You've got Simran King, who's a Delhi lad who, he's, he's pretty much into motorsports and he's re, he's doing a real good time at BIC. Mm. I'm not sure of his capabilities outside of BIC, maybe at Kari or maybe at Chennai, but uh, this guy is fast. I mean, he's doing under twos on, yeah, just under twos. Yeah, oh, just about to give you, an idea, yeah. you know, like the BIC is a thing about five kilometers long overall. Yeah, yeah about and um, it's 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 a it's a very fast circuit. It's so a it's very flowing circuit. It's a very flowing circuit. Um, you know the the track. Okay, mm-hmm. so just just for viewers who don't know, there are currently three prominent tracks in India. Yep. There's the BIC, there's the MMRT, and there's one at Kari. MMRT is uh, at Chennai, and you, know, you have the Kari Motor Speedway which at Kari. Which is in uh, But there is rumors that there are a lot more tracks being built. There's, I think, a Formula 3 facility being built in Hyderabad. Yeah. Uh, in fact, in fact, that's a good point. I'm just going to bring this up. There's one uh, one track being built between Mumbai and Pune. Oh, near Kapoor. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how big of a track that's going to be, oh, man, but yeah. I think it's going to be the equivalent of a Kari at the very least. It when, should be. You know, when that's, that comes great up, you news. know what we're going to be doing yeah, every weekend. Dude. I'm going to buy a property over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and guys, you know, to build this stuff is very expensive. You know, you need a special Super grade of tarmac. expensive, yes. You need to have a lot of expertise, you know, uh, of how you even lay tarmac. It's not like road because, you know, when you lay, when you lay tarmac on a road, you just lay it, you know, in, in, in one direction. Yes. But 
in a, in a track you have um, you have lateral load and you also have like vertical load so Correct. It, it scrapes off your tire so you can't have you know just you can't tar it like you tar a road yeah, there yeah. are a lot of things that go you need specific compounds of tarmac to go it is a big science to it yep. um but what i like to talk about now is how indians are doing in motorsport not just yes. motorsports in india but how indians are doing in motorsport uh, first off you know um uh, there are a lot of manufacturers varun who are investing heavily in motorsports globally yeah uh, two of the biggest names at the moment is mahindra and yep. hero yep uh, mahindra had a phenomenal moto 3 program that was doing really well but of course uh, i know, think they pulled out last year or something yeah because wrong. of company strategy what not yeah, but yeah. they focus all their efforts which i think is a master stroke into formula in fact e. mahindra i think i still remember that race where uh, peko bagnaya yeah. finished on the podium with with the mahindra bike so that was insane that was amazing yeah. and you know uh, what's happening now is the, they've put on all their focus in formula e and guys uh, we've had the privilege of attending a couple of formula e races um, mm. just a couple of days ago uh, i mean uh, just as we are recording now i just came back from an event in chennai which we were doing a piece of content for formula e yep. uh, i'm a huge fan of the sport yep. uh, i can rant on for hours and hours about it which maybe i'll keep for another episode but mm. you know mahindra have a supremely competitive uh, package right now they're going toe to toe against audi they're going toe to toe against jaguar and these other brands that, that is a thing of pride that i've had decades of motorsports experience dude wow. you know audi have been racing since like the early 50s Jaguar that is their bread and butter. Jaguar racing wow. is a very integral part of what they do. And here comes a company that not just like 25 years ago, uh, you know, about our age, they were building tractors and now they have a car that's going against guys who are like ex formula 1 drivers. And one yes. of the cool things they've done, they've hired Nick Heidfeld as one of the drivers who's ex formula 1 on road to with Schumacher. In fact, Berlin uh, there was this cool incident that happened after the race got over you want to elaborate on that the, the, the anthem thingy oh yeah okay so the very first formula e race that i got to attend was uh, last year in berlin um uh, and the cool thing about formula e guys and i really encourage you to go view the sport because uh, it's it's very different from traditional motorsport you know traditionally motorsport it happens at a track which is usually outskirts of a city so you have to drive really far away and you go to a track and and traditionally what happens is if you get into formula 1 um you start your career from formula 3 then move to formula 2 which essentially happens in the same circuits globally okay so by the time you get to formula 1 you've probably done 10000 laps on, on the very same circuit so yeah. you know your way around suzuka you know your way around spa you know your way around um nurburgring you know your way around all these tracks right because yeah. you've been doing this since you were probably 15 years old you've been Correct. driving around these tracks for 15 years old Correct. so every driver knows that little trick to get you like that a thousandth of a second advantage you know that little way cut that curb a little more yeah, yeah. so essentially all they're doing is just going in, in repetition not to take away the talent from them yeah. of course they're extremely talented and to keep that consistently keep that pace consistently over maybe t- two or three decades is amazing but formula e is very different because the race the races happen in street circuits mm-hmm. so the format in the formula e races um you have friday where you know the 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 circuit is built and that's the very first time teams that get to uh, see the wow. track oh. and then you have saturday in one day you have qualifying you have you have practice you have qualifying and you have race wow so you basically have a day, day very uh, quick yeah and so it comes up to the there's a lot of strategy that, that's, involved yeah. for the driver so you know the first time you know if you if you guys have been on track and, and you've been on track you know you have something called markers yes. so you have like a, a marker that you pick like maybe like a 50 meter board you say okay yeah, you're breaking here. point you're turning point turn, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. and um, in formula e so in a track it's all nicely clearly laid out but in formula e you have things like your braking marker might be like a traffic light or like oh, a manual wow, cover So it's crazy. So that was real cool. It's really cool. So it's 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 really the onus on the driver is really yeah. to how quickly can I learn the yeah. tricks of this yeah. and then I have 1 hour to figure it out in practice. Completely. Yeah, yeah. And then I have like my qualifying that's happening oh, and sure. then I have my race. Oh. So it's it's very cool that way. Uh, but, but do you think Formula E is ever going to come to India? I really hope so. Uh I think you know one of the things that working especially with Mahindra e, racing being a part of the yeah, whole, whole, big, whole of course system. Mahindra has a huge lobby yeah. and I think you know the the main message of Formula E really is to promote sustainable motorsports. You yeah. know motorsports of course is very intensive. Uh, you have a lot of you know testing time that happens uh in what you call the off season when there's no racing that's happening. Uh there's a lot of track time that's being used and stuff like that. So Formula E have they've essentially 
looked at every aspect of how motorsport works and flipped it on its head. Okay. For example, eighty percent of your car's development happens in simulator. In a simulator, oh. not on the. You get like only something oh. like seven or fifteen days of actual track, track time, time in a whole wow. season. Okay. And uh, so a lot of things like that. They, you know, they use uh, solar panels to charge the cars. That's insane, so, man. So they have like solar solar panels to charge the cars. Yeah. The fact that your stuff is in in a city yeah. means that people don't have to drive their cars. Yeah. You no know, one lakh. You can attract two, a lot more audience. Two hundred thousand spectators don't yeah. have to do that. You mm-hmm. can just you know walk yeah. by. Yeah. Uh, I remember the race we attended in Hong Kong. Yeah. It was in the middle of Hong Kong. People were just walking from their homes and like, oh, cool, there's a race happening. Oh. <laughs> and it's very cool. You know, it's changing that. Uh, but also, and who do you think uh, from India can actually uh, become a part of the Formula E circuit? So actually, uh, you have any names? You know, uh, Karan Chandok was yeah. uh, was the first Formula E driver uh, for Mahindra Racing. So mm-hmm. I, I guess it's fair to say that he introduced Mahindra to the sport. He got Bruno Senna on board. Bruno Senna is the nephew of, of Ayrton Senna, yeah. uh, by the way, and um, uh, that was the first season of Formula E, and and now it's been like I would think about five years running. Um, but I, I spoke to Dilbag Gill about this. Dilbag mm-hmm. Gill is the team principal of, of Formula Mine, E, and this yeah. is I fa- I feel like in some ways it's an unfair criticism to have, saying that you know when are you going to get an Indian on board? He, his his answer was amazing, which I completely stand by saying we just get the fastest drivers we can. That's important. So, so great answer. If, if there's a driver who's fast enough and he's yeah. Indian, which yeah, I'm pretty right. sure will happen in the yeah, next five ten years. Sure. Then why not? Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, but it's all about racing. Is all about winning. That's yep. what it comes down yeah. to, and that's what their focus is. And yeah. they've been doing really well. That's a great um, uh, principle to stand by. Yeah, but apart from Formula as well, another manufacturer we should talk about uh, bringing Indian name to the global motorsports fraternity is Hero Motorsports. Yep. You can tell us a little bit about that. So Hero Motorsports uh, got into the rallying scene um, uh, since in, since the past two years. Uh, they got on board CS Santosh, who's been a very accomplished uh, rally rider. Um, he's participated in Supercross. He's he's won he's won everything that there was to offer in India. Red De Malia, Desert Storm, everything, everything. And then he made his move, uh, signed up with uh, Hero Motocorp uh, since the past two years, and he has been attending the Dakar Rally, which is one of the toughest rallies, as they say. <laughs> yeah. So you have this pre-season. Uh, so what's the best way to explain what the Dakar is? Uh, Oh, okay, so just to be honest, the, I, I cannot really. Yeah. Quickly for our listeners who might not know the difference, yeah. there are broadly two kinds of racing: there's yeah. circuit racing and there's rally racing. Yeah. So, so circuit racing is something that happens in an enclosed space where yep. you do on a track. It's, it's on a simple, track, any yeah. kind of track, a city track or whatever. You have certain markers, you have certain lines, you have certain breaking points. You follow a certain pattern. Pattern. You, you follow a certain yeah as fast as you can. As fast and as the you key can. here is going around. <laughs> yeah. But a rally is a completely different animal altogether. It's a completely different. I mean, I'm, I, there are rallies that happen in India as well. Uh, you have got uh, the INRC thing that's going on. That's the Indian National Rally Championship. About five to six different locations uh, throughout the country. You've got Baroda this year, yeah. Pune, just Coimbatore, just Indore as well. Um, the great thing about rallying is. <clears throat> Is uh, suppose it's, it's ten- impossible to predict what's coming next. You don't know where the. So there's a recce day. So in, in India, at least, there's a recce day that happens yeah. on on a weekend. It's yeah. it's Friday. You reach the rally HQ. You register. Blah blah blah. Saturday the, is is the recce day. So you go around the uh, track. And in India, uh, the rally happens in such a way that you have got a 13 or 14 or a 15, maybe even a 20 kilometer track. You go around the same loop thrice. Yeah. The greatest thing about the about being a rally rider is once you're done with your turn. It's not going to be the same track the second time around. Exactly. Even me, even for even if you do it, um, so even if you're going around the same loop uh, after finishing it immediately, it's still not going to be the same same thing because the, because of uh, the, the I mean the track is going to be different. The composition of the track is going to be different. There's so many uh, uh, so many conditions like temperature and you know every single time every single corner. Every single straight patch on a rally circuit is going to be different. Yeah. That is what I love about rally. Yeah. Not denying the fact that I don't love. This is a different form of motorsport. It's a, different, it's so a very you know, engaging a form rally, of motorsport. A rally rider is very different from a, a track rider. Absolutely. Uh, but riding position, riding yeah. style, it has to be different. Yeah, and they're a different kind of animal altogether. Absolutely. Uh, and um, yeah, rallying is, diff- is, is so different. So when you talk, when you spoke Hero. of yeah. Dakar. Yeah. Dakar, uh, just to sum it up in a nutshell, Dakar is about nine and a half thousand kilometers, nine and a half yeah. kilometers, and you complete the rally in fourteen days. That's yeah. 
that's torture so, on your body physically that, that's mentally easy. emotionally i can't think of an uh, analogy to describe what dakar is there honestly isn't. there, there is. isn't yeah there isn't it's i mean ultimately like when you ask me can you explain i cannot explain what dakar is you just have to look it up on youtube you just have to look it up man and 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 santosh has been finishing the dakar yeah since 3 uh, yeah. years in a row man, that's insane so santosh is for those of you who don't know cs santosh is is a freaking amazing guy yeah um he is so resilient so he's he's a bangalore boy and he and his story basically is you know he got into riding motorcycles a little late in life uh, somewhere in like his teens when he got into like college he used to he started off while you know doing what most of us do riding two strokes yeah. and stuff like that but he really took it in his stride and and focused all his efforts into really making it a viable career option at a time where there was it was definitely a no no and he definitely was the first no-no. rider yeah. uh, to represent mm-hmm. india at the rally circuit in in his category yep. internationally internationally he put in his own money guys and and you know it's not easy yep. but he went to abu dhabi and he did his rally yeah. and i remember one of these rallies he caught in, his bike caught in fire fire that was a suzuki know. back then i think it was yeah it, it, it was did, a suzuki if i'm not wrong uh, if i'm yeah. not i'm not sure uh, if santosh will listen please forgive me if i get my fa- facts wrong but I, i'm not sure which rally it was but i think it was the abu dhabi rally his bike caught in fire yeah, and yeah. he didn't he couldn't see the flames yeah and that didn't stop him yeah that didn't stop him it yeah. was and what i love about cs is he's a guy with an a plan and yeah. no b plan no b plan. it was all in yeah. he's like this is it if i yeah. don't do this i don't know what else i'll do in my yeah. life but this is it yeah. and you know he really committed himself yeah. and recently we caught up um, in in last month in marzoga where yeah. he was he was rallying in morocco yeah. and um, how it happened normally with people would think that okay hero is an indian brand so Correct. they got cs no that's it doesn't work it that way yeah, yeah. that's not how it happened yeah. let yeah. me clarify if anybody has speculation um, how it happened was he came for the rally uh, he met this chap called wolfgang who he called wafi who's now the team principal of hero of yeah. uh, hero rallying uh, hero motorsport and he met wafi a couple of times and wafi took note of his his talent and wafi was saying like there was uh, in wafi's own words when i spoke to wafi about it he said this is the first time we saw a brown guy yeah. in like a white man sport <laughs> who is this guy yeah and um, what is this name santosh yeah, yeah. and uh, he took note of him and then hero approached wafi they said we want to put a team together we have this idea and the first person wafi thought of was cs and then yeah. of course they did trials with other riders and they found that he was obviously the, the, better the most guy. most talented yeah. potential yeah. so which is why he's now living his dream yeah. he trains in spain he trains in chile he spends a lot of time in europe he runs motorsports he runs a motorsports park in bangalore a big rock motor park by the big way rock, yeah big rock motorsport uh if you want to get an uh, idea of what running is all about get on just go to facebook or whatever yeah. social big rock motorsport they have amazing programs which yeah. you should take part in uh, another important name that comes up to my mind when we talk about rallying so is, yeah. uh, is is arvind kp yeah arvind kp uh, unfortunately he's had an unfortunate uh, run yeah. uh, both dakars last year and the year before and the that thing about rally guys um it's it's very easy to break a bone it's I very mean, easy it's very easy because you are basically subjected to mother nature and yeah. mother nature can be unforgiving at, at at most times yeah and that's really been kp yeah. story but i'm sure he's going to get back he's he's already started his recovery period and and we have worked very closely with uh, kp guys, me and you and i've seen him really grow happy. man i've seen him grow as a rider he's 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 become a fit person i mean he was always a fit guy but he's he's leaned out so much he's burned he's so like, much of that like bruce lee dude yeah like, man he's burned out so much yeah. of that fat and yeah. that's insane yeah. but that was rallying man in, in terms of two wheel racing one guy who has uh, really stood out for indian motorsports is rajneesh krishna yeah. So. That guy is in his late thirties and he's still kicking ass. He's yeah, still he's kicking ass. Rossi, I think. Yeah, man, he's still kicking ass. Still, he is. He's been. I, I mean, I've seen GoPro footage of him, like I said in one of the episodes, and that guy flies, man. You, I still remember that footage when he comes out of the last corner, C12 MMRT, yeah. just gets on the gas, his front wheel just trying to come up, and he enters C1 at 150 or something. Ooh. That's insane, man! Man, <laughs> I was. I think uh, yesterday I got into C one. I think at like one twenty, and I was like, okay, I can't. I'm scared now. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. One fifty or one sixty on a motorcycle. That so that's, that's one guy. Sarath Kumar had a stint at I think Moto three. If I'm not wrong. Ago, yeah. Yeah, but it didn't work out for him. Uh, we also got Rajiv. 
who's a who's a rider from uh, for, yeah. for Honda he's participating at at uh, at the Asia Road Racing Championship yeah, it's happening in Suzuka it's happening in yeah, Suzuka it's in Japan Suzuka so ex- that's one guy yeah. absolutely so that's one guy that we need to look out for also we've got uh, these really great riders from team TVS yes, yes. uh you've got uh, Jagan oh, yeah, Jagan Kumar uh, who is Harry. six times national champion six yeah. times in a row that's a commendable feat yeah. you've got his partner Harry you've got KYMR and yeah. Kanan who are basically teammates man and it's great fun and I, I, I encourage you guys to watch some of our videos of the racing coverage yeah uh, man it's so much fun to watch because it, it really boils down to the last corner these guys I are still like remember the last race other, dude yeah. last year last race and it was a battle between Rajiv and Jagan and it, I think it was a 10 or 12 point difference going into the final race and Rajiv crashed out in the very first lap and it was heartbreaking for him but you know that's the thing in motorsports man you fall down as as cliched as it might sound you fall down you obviously get back up you have another season and that's how it works man and, but motorsports in india i think we are producing some great talent we are growing in leaps and bounds it just i mean if you just look at the infrastructure mmrt has been developed so well you've got these really cool pit 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 garages now got an interesting uh, uh, terrace to view from Am- absolutely you know uh, kudos to mmrt right there the guys who run the club it's it's a private organization it's run by members uh, kudos to the guys at mmrt who have put this uh, thing across if you go on the fmsci website by the way you'll see pictures of the mmrt of of the new relayed circuit of sorts and uh, yeah, and, and so as varun talked about some of the great riding talent there are a lot of up and coming uh, driving talent as well of course you have the mini brothers Kushan Arjun Maini who are doing really well. You have uh, uh, Jehan Daruwala who has also been doing extremely well. He's been uh, he's in currently in the European Formula Three Championship. Wow. Won a couple of podiums as well. Yep. Uh, and just 19 years old, man. And these guys are just so close to getting to Formula One, and that's uh, of course the dream. And then uh, a little up the ladder, you also have guys like Aditya Patel who's also been on Par Drift yeah, uh, before. Yeah, yeah, uh, who who does the Blancpain Asia Series? He he races an Audi R8. And then you have Arman Ibrahim who does uh, Super Trofeo, which is a Lamborghini Arba- one. Arman make. Ibrahim, if I'm not wrong, is driving a Lamborghini right now? Yeah, the, it's called Super Trofeo Championship. Wow. Uh, so it's race prep Lamborghinis. It's a one-make series. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a one-make series. It's one-make series. Oh, wow. And he's doing really well, man. And, and these guys, you know, just great driving talent all around. And and uh, Aditya last year was fighting for the title. He was very close to winning it. Uh, but you know he's come back. He's coming back stronger this year. And, and the great thing is Audi is supporting him. Audi India is supporting him, taking care Super, of all his expenses. That's a sweet thing um, as well. So there's a lot of support pouring in from manufacturers as well. I think that's a great thing, man. If manufacturers back you up, you've you've got a great yeah. Uh, to get a manufacturer to back you up is not easy because yeah. you know the truth is for every one driver that makes it, there are thousands who don't. Yeah, that's just how it works. Uh, and it's not just. You know, but again, it really boils down to being talented and fast. Fast, you know, you have to be smart. Uh, you also you have to be a complete you know, package of. Sports. You have to be a complete package and, and able you know, to be talked. You can. You need to be able to talk to press and absolutely. Yeah, Motorsports yeah. is is the kind of of sport where you know your personality also is really important. I think you that know, was one of your. Uh, it was was it one of your chapters with with, with the GT <laughs> yeah. Academy? Uh, yeah. So what Varun's referring to is I had a, a chance to to live out what it would be like to be a racer for a couple of weeks through this program called the Nissan GT Academy. It's a it's a highly competitive program. Uh, tens of thousands of chaps start. You start off by. In fact, even I, I participated in the GT Academy. You did? Yeah, there was one uh, uh, event in Mumbai. I gave it a go, and yeah. uh, I I finished within the stipulated time, only to be uh, only to be known that uh, that was that lap did not qualify because I I, I went oh, out I of the racing power. line. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, you know, for me, um, uh, you know, Gran Turismo is is a is a racing game uh, that's available on Sony PlayStation. And uh, the guy who runs, who started this game called Kazunori Yamauchi, who to, who to me is is one of my idols. I I view him as the Nikola Tesla of my generation. Uh-huh. He is such a brilliant genius man. He's very reserved, very quiet, very humble, and uh, he races himself. He he does a lot of twenty four hour endurance racing, and uh, he transfers a lot of that to the game. And the beautiful thing about Gran Turismo is. Um, of course, you know, there's a lot of, spe- you know, a lot of purists would say like simulators suck. It's just video games. Uh, I would beg to differ because, you know, simulation, especially in the f- in the world of four-wheel motorsport, is become a very essential tool to help you learn. Yeah. And, you know, like a simulator, the cool thing is you can buy a steering wheel uh, at a very, not, a, they're not, you know, you, you can spend 
on simulators as much as you spend buying a real car. But the idea behind the simulator is to get you an idea of how the car behaves and how to go around the race. But are they pinpoint precise? I would say pretty damn fairly accurate. So my story And can is, we get one in India? Yeah, so we'll talk about that. So with my story was um, when I heard that GT Academy is coming to India, uh, it was probably at one of the lowest points in my life. I didn't have a job at the time. Uh, I was trying to do the startup thing. It was a very bunch of bullshit, but uh, I didn't have any money with me. And all I could think of was I need to make it. Yeah. That's all I could think of. I've never yeah. been on a racetrack before. The most powerful car I had driven up until that point was my dad's Suzuki SX400 horsepower <laughs> engine. That was probably the most powerful car driven. I knew that. I, I didn't know why, but I said, I just need to make it. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get through. Yeah. I need to make it. Yeah. I scrambled as much money as I could. I remember I did like a, I did like all kinds of odd jobs. And I was pretty, I was like maybe 22, 23 at the time. Yeah. I put on like a Santa suit and, and sang at, wow. a, at, a, at a Christmas party oh, and made like 3,000 rupees. And then like I did like a bunch of odd jobs and I made like small amounts of money. I bought a, through a friend of mine, um, this chap called Sanan the Warrior, who got me in touch with somebody who was selling a second-hand PlayStation 3 at the time. I bought that. And this other friend of mine, uh, Sharon, uh, who sold me his, um, his, who just essentially just gave off his Logitech G25 steering wheel at wow, the time. And insane. I didn't even have money for a HD TV. Mm-hmm. So I had to get like a converter to plug oh. in that. And the most expensive thing I bought, which I still made sure and I still keep till today, is my uh, limited edition copy of Gran Turismo 6. Oh, so damn. that was 6,000 bucks. That was the most expensive thing I bought. Out of everything you go ahead and buy? That was it. So I was like, (laughs) at least for that, because Kazanuri always, I always adored him as a child as well and his work. And um, I said, this is it. This is all I want. I I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm going to do it. And so we started off, so essentially started off by putting up a time online. And uh, that's what I did. And I was one of the fastest in the country. Um, And then it culminated into a three-day boot camp in uh, in in Jaipur. Jaipur. In Jaipur, where uh, that was the first time they got a couple of instructors from abroad. And if anything, I was probably the, the least experienced guy there because there were a couple of guys who had already done like one season of racing. Two and the rules were that if you've done, you can do up to two seasons of racing, you can qualify, you can take part. And the whole objective of the GT Academy was to make legitimate drivers out of a simulator, uh, gamers. Okay. And, you know, some of the guys who won it, guy like a chap like Jan Martin, bro, Who's currently racing Super GT. Yeah, dude, I remember seeing this documentary yeah. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I think it was... Uh, Jan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's raced yeah. Super GT and he's doing British really guy, well. British not wrong? Yeah, British, yeah. British chap. Yeah. He's doing Super GT. He's doing really well. The guy who wow. won in my batch, his name is Ricardo Sanchez. He's doing he's doing uh, endurance racing right now. And he's doing really well. Wow. So the, the, the case in point was we want to prove that this is a legitimate, legitimate tool to learn how to race or at least learn your way around a track. And that's what I did. So... Anyway, long story short, um, Jaipur, it, it, from like, I think like 10,000 or 15,000 people who took part in India, it boiled down to the top 24. I was amongst the top 24. And from the top 24, we had three days of a boot camp where they ch- check your fitness, they check your personality, they check your, your driving skills, all of that. And they take five of us to UK. And um, I was one of the five. And at the moment, that I, I didn't think I had it. I honestly didn't think I had it because when I was looking at my speed, I, was, I wasn't as fast as some of the other guys. But what I learned later which is a lesson that I, I still keep till today it's not about as fast it's not about how, how fast, fast you can go but about how faster you get okay so like how much time you can shave off yeah, 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 that, yeah. that's important yeah. right because uh, I think there was a I think one of the guys said a very interesting um, uh, statement he said that when you race you first race against yourself yeah, then yeah. you race against the track time. then oh, you race against the competitor oh. so um, so yeah I just kept my head down and and just you know, try to focus on what I had to do. And I got a chance to go to the UK and, and really live that life. And Karan Chandak was my mentor. It was a great experience. It was a phenomenal experience. Something I would never trade for the world. Um, the very first time I drove on a racetrack was in, was in a Nissan GTR in the Super. wet at, uh, at, at in Silverstone at the store circuct. Yeah. And I was going against like cars like an Aston, uh, like a bunch of Aston Martins, uh, a 370Z Damn. race car. And, you know, so to answer your question, how accurate it is. Yeah. So here, um, here's this Indian guy who's the most powerful car he's ever driven in life is a Suzuki SX4. Yeah. The first car he's driving on track is a flipping Nissan GTR yeah. that can do 0 to 100 in two That was a race seconds. spec GTR? No, this is GTR. This was like a GTR. Standard like, GTR. Standard GTR. But it's still bloody fast. It's yeah. got all-wheel drive. It can do 0 to 100 in two and a half seconds. Yeah. 600 plus horsepower. And he's been asked to race against 12 cars on a circuit in the wet. Okay. 
and that was my first time on track. Oh wow! So obviously I was flipping out, I was yeah. freaking out. I was like, I've never done this before. Yeah. If I crash, I'm going to crash a millions. If I if I crash, I'm going to crash millions of dollars worth of cars. Yes. These are bloody expensive machines. Yeah. And so of course I was freaking out, and I had to start at the back of the grid, and then the flag dropped, and I put my foot down, and I flipped. Yeah. I was like, the physical sensation yeah. of accelerating that fast, obviously, is the first thing that got to yeah. me. It's something that the simulator doesn't capture, yeah. Yeah. obviously. But after like two, th- I was I was freaking out. Like my head was just, I was just overwhelmed. And But after a few seconds, yeah. muscle memory kicked in. Yeah. I could literally see the line yeah. that I see on the, on the game yeah. of, okay, this is my breaking marker. Oh, wow. That's point, insane. And it just kicked in. Yeah. And for my first stint, I overtook three cars. Okay. And, uh, which wasn't great, but it was it was great. It yeah. was great for me. Yeah. And it was muscle memory. And yeah. that's what the game teaches you. It yeah. teaches you about things like your subtle breaking markers. You know, like this is where I put in, this is where I turn in and yeah. stuff like that. So as long as you can stay calm, you could, you can, it's a great way to learn uh, as a track tool and of course um, as the the series progressed uh, this mexican chap won it uh, there's no doubt that he was extremely talented mm-hmm. but it just left me with like something that i'm going to remember for the rest of my life and until today i bought the new and i just bought a playstation 4 just so i could play gran turismo yeah. 7 uh, the new game and i bought a new steering wheel so if you want to get into sim racing but uh, uh, is the gt academy still active it's active globally in india it's kind of on halt right now okay. um uh, because of other issues because nissan's isn't doing too well okay. as a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, but more than the GT Academy, it's it's opened up a lot of academies. McLaren has a simulator racing challenge. Uh, Formula One has a simulator racing challenge. So oh, uh, following the Formula is, One circuit... Are these tickets to uh, racing events or it's just for the fun of it? It's, it is becoming very serious. So okay. like McLaren has, they just did a competition similar to GT Academy where they hired a, a, a development driver through sim racing. So Damn. this development driver is going to be working with Fernando. just yeah. This development driver is going to be working with Fernando Alonso, side what? by side on developing future McLaren products, and he's a product of sim racing. And which is so everybody That's who says crazy. and you know, when I first did this, a lot of like you purists, I would say, Hate. quote unquote, would say like, what the hell? This is just gamers. Yeah. You guys are not real drivers. I beg to differ because yeah. there is a track record that shows that's very possible. Uh, so for India, I believe that sim racing in India. Especially for the four-wheel motor, because it's, it's kind of hard to replicate yeah. racing for for two wheels. Yeah. But it's easier to do that with four, four wheels. wheels yeah. uh, but I think for India, uh, it's 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 an excellent tool to get people into motorsports because in India, of course, we don't have infrastructure. It's expensive. There's you know, if I need to go to Chennai and, and use a track, I need to fly there. It's, it's a lot of. Cost it's an expensive it's, affair. It's an expensive let's let's affair. agree with the fact exactly. that motorsports in India exactly. is an expensive affair. It, it is. You know, for the cost of what I would spend to spend one weekend in Chennai, yeah. I can get a PlayStation, I can get my steering wheel, and I can learn 100%. I can learn what it's like to drive around Silverstone or yes. the Nürburgring or yep. Spa yep. or something like that. So that way I think it's a for those of you guys who are listening and you and you really wanna just more than just race, just learn your way around tracks. Sim racing is the way to go. It's the way to go, yeah. Absolutely. So I think we'll we'll kind of uh, get into. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. not a problem. But I think we'll get into uh, in, into the conclusion by, by saying that uh, there's also uh, a need for bigger telecast views. Mm-hmm. If you see uh, two wheeler racing in India, especially yeah. Indian motorsports, uh, I remember uh, seeing some kind of telecast. I don't remember the channel, but I think it was DD Sports. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, but they it needs used to, to do a lot of telecast. Yeah. I know there's a lot of money involved, but uh, if that if that's required then then that should be the way it yeah. it's going to take a while indian motorsports is growing faster than ever but it's going to take a while getting to the big stage in terms of yeah. telecast i can already hear a lot of comments coming in saying that you know start with with comments coming in with cricket bashing yeah i would like to make a little statement here. i was reading this very interesting article mm-hmm. of, of actually it came in from ronda rousey by the way oh wow so I, I know you're a mma, MMA fan. fan yeah yeah um she said there's something very interesting she said that um uh, she's the highest paid fighter in ufc mm-hmm. uh period, uh, mm. this year or something like that. Mm. And she said something very, uh, and you know, a bunch of like, people asked her questions saying, oh, are you getting paid only because you're a woman? Mm. She said, no. Mm. She's like, I get paid because I get, I bring in the most eyeballs. Yeah. The most and, PPVs. And, that, and that, was a, that was a big revelation <laughs> for me yeah. because, you know, cricket brings in the eyeballs. You have, you have characters like Virat Kohli. And of course, there are a lot of ways that they're built into characters. There are yeah. a lot of agencies that go behind yeah, their yeah, image and stuff yeah. like that. But someone needs to get behind our riders and drivers yeah. as well. So even other other sports, not just motorsport, we don't have that angle. Where we're, 
it's happening now with pro kabaddi league or it's happening now with even football to some SFL. degree as well sfl as well sorry sfl if i'm not no no, no. that's that super fight league i'm talking yeah. about the the the, the, the football league yeah. isf isf sorry. so um you know that's happening now where that marketing is sort of kicking in yeah. and it's only a matter of time that 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 that, that we see yeah it, but it needs well. to happen yeah. we deserve because it the riders deserve it, it if you think about it the biggest stickiness when you think about MotoGP you think Rossi versus Marquez yeah. or Schumacher versus Coulthard yeah. because those are amazing rivalries yeah, yeah. and there's drama there that's what we need you know yeah we need that and i think we have got some great rivalries going on as well in terms of uh, strictly I mean, being I mean, professional we're the land of bollywood we own drama okay? yeah, anything we need to know like exactly. you can do right as last drama. year this <laughs> yeah. this whole uh, season was a constant battle between rajiv and jagan and it was a fantastic battle it was a fantastic story if uh, someone would have made of even if we would we have made it that. That. yeah we made sort sort of documenting it would have sold in numbers man that's how great it was it boiled yeah. down to the final race the final day it was amazing and i think that should happen and, and that should and that has always been the case man it it's rivalries between two gentlemen or two uh, two women that yeah. actually bring excitement to uh, to a particular sport absolutely yeah. so i think with that uh, we'll conclude this episode <laughs> this of chat, yeah yeah more sports in india uh, i hope you guys enjoyed hearing this one out yeah and, and if you enjoyed do let us know in the <coughs> comments below and if so, you want to hear something more or if you have a topic in mind then we would definitely love to discuss it out yeah. uh <coughs> i think with that we'll sign it off yeah, yeah. want to uh, get some lunch buddy yeah man <laughs> i think i'll we'll quickly grab something to eat all right, all right then i'm baron painter i will see you later bye bye guys i'm glen with a pen i don't have a cool outro just yet help me out in the comments below i will see you later bye bye